0: The Circular Snare from Spiders by Cecil Warburton, a Cambridge Manual of Science and Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Circular Snare Select the most perfect circular snare at hand and examine it attentively. In the autumn, when the large garden spider, the Pira diadema, is mature, it will probably be easy to find such a snare, a foot or more in diameter. It is stretched within an irregular frame of foundation lines of extra thickness and strength, and consists of a large number of radii or spokes connected by what appears to be a series of concentric circles. In reality a continuous spiral like the hairspring of a watch the central portion is different from the rest of the wheel probably in the very center there is a vacant space and round this a hub consisting of a spiral line different in appearance from that of the main spiral it does not leave a radius exactly at the point where it strikes it and the rather zigzag effect has caused it to be known as the notched zone touch the web and it adheres to the finger but all its lines are not adhesive test this with some fine pointed implement and the foundation lines the radii and the notched zone will give negative effects the spiral line alone is viscid and its viscidity is due to the presence of thousands of little beads of gummy matter strung on a thin elastic thread the vast number and uniformity of these beads estimated at a hundred and twenty thousand on a large web excited the wonder and admiration of naturalists until it was proved that they were not deposited by the spider as beads at all but as a uniform coating of viscid matter which subsequently arranged itself into equidistant globules easily explicable by the physicist indeed precisely the same phenomenon is seen on a dew-laden web where similar but very much larger beads of water decorate all the lines from the hub of the wheel we shall very likely notice a rather stout cable diverging from the plane of the snare and leading to a nest of leaves spun together here the spider is to be found when not on duty in the centre of the wheel and here it constructs its egg cocoons this then is the complete circular snare but we shall understand it much better if we watch the spider at work in its construction the first business of the spider is to lay down the foundation lines any sort of trapezium or even a triangle if large enough in a more or less vertical plane will suffice and under some circumstances the operation is simple enough the spider attaches a line at the point of departure and crawls along spinning as it goes and holding up the newly spun thread by the claws of one of its hind feet till it reaches a suitable spot for its furthest limit it then hauls in the slack and makes it fast it will probably return along the line thus laid down still spinning to the starting point thus doubling the strength of the cable and indeed a large spider will often repeat this operation several times now the upper boundary of the future web is secured it is next necessary to find points of attachment for the lower boundary and the spider either drops or climbs down always carrying a line from one of the ends of the upper line till it reaches a spot suitable for its purpose and the previous performance is repeated if there is any difficulty about a fourth attachment it is always open to the spider to climb back along the two lines already laid down and by carrying a loose line with it to secure at all events a triangular framework this framework whether trapezoid or triangular will be reinforced several times and made thoroughly trustworthy before the work of making the actual snare is proceeded with now the foregoing operation is obviously perfectly simple in certain cases as for instance when a spider has chosen a lattice-work or the mouth of an empty barrel as its pitch but snares may easily be found in situations where such a mode of procedure seems impossible in a pine forest for example one may see huge webs stretched at a great height from the ground between boles ten feet apart or one may find such a snare spread across a stream at a spot where the trees on either side do not intermingle their boughs how in such cases does the spider accomplish its purpose there is little doubt that whenever practicable the spider walks round sometimes crawling quite an astounding distance but that it can at need resort to another method is easily proved by a very simple experiment in the house fill any vessel a basin or a bath with water and arrange an upright post in the middle placing a spider upon it if the air in the room is absolutely still the captive is powerless to escape but if drafts are present it will sooner or later disappear, and it accomplishes this feat by emitting a thread which, caught by the air current, is drawn out from its spinnerets till it, by and by, becomes entangled in the surrounding furniture. This power of emitting silk to some little distance and allowing the wind to draw it out is, as we shall see, frequently exercised in the early life of many spiders the foundation lines which may thus have given the spider great trouble to secure are of extreme importance to it and may serve for several snares in succession there is little hesitation or delay about the subsequent operations the spokes of the wheel are readily formed by carrying lines across to opposite points of the framework and uniting them where they intersect they are laid down in no special order but more or less alternation is generally noticeable apparently for the purpose of keeping the tension equally balanced and the spider will occasionally desist in order to go and brace up the framework with additional stays which generally have the effect of converting it to a polygon before long the requisite number of fairly equidistant spokes or radii are visible and then the spider starting from the centre rapidly spins a spiral thread consisting of a few coils only to the circumference stepping from spoke to spoke this is only a temporary scaffolding and will not be suffered to remain in the completed snare if the structure is touched at this stage of the operations it does not adhere to the finger the viscid spiral remains to be laid down though it does not hesitate for a moment the spider now works with a peculiar deliberation but the operation will be much better understood by actual observation than by any amount of description and we shall only recommend the reader to note that the new spiral is exceedingly elastic, and that at the moment of its attachment to a spoke it is stretched and let go like the string of a bow. The spider seems carefully to avoid treading on it as it proceeds, utilizing the non-viscid spiral scaffolding already described. A little attention to the center of the wheel, and the snare is complete. Some species of apura entirely remove the centre leaving a circular empty space while others fill it in with an irregular network of threads how does the garden spider avoid getting caught in its own web? we have shown that there are many lines which are not viscid and no doubt these are utilised as far as possible but it can hardly happen that the spider never touches adhesive portions of the web with legs or body Possibly some explanation is furnished by an ingenious experiment which fabre performed he found that a glass rod lightly smeared with oil did not adhere to the viscid spiral neither did a leg freshly taken from a garden spider unless allowed to remain in contact for a considerable time when however this leg had been washed with bisulphide of carbon which dissolves any kind of oily substance, it adhered at once. It would seem likely, therefore, that the legs and body of the spider itself are protected by some oily exudation from any danger of adherence to its own lines. End of The Circular Snare From Spiders by Cecil Warburton, A Cambridge Manual of Science and Literature, 1912 Read for LibriVox by Sue Anderson